Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Shit! Bitch! Welcome back to the Season 2 finale of Most Successful Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mattis, coming at you from Las Vegas, Nevada. For the first time, so is my, my guest host here. So, I've got J-Tuck with me today. J-Tuck, if you'll share your username, a fun fact about yourself, and how old you were when you lost your virginity. Oh, man. Uh, username, obviously, J-Tuck25. J-A-Y-Tuck, because uh, J-Tuck25 got packed, so no longer that one. Age, I lost my virginity. I was a junior in high school, so I was either 16 or 17. Fun fact about myself. Um, oh, uh, I am not Oreo-chan. That is a, a fun fact. So, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say it. I know who Oreo-chan is. I've known this entire time. I don't want to don't want to spoil anything, but like, I feel like if I didn't know who Oreo-chan was, my theory... Taiku was a good theory there for a little bit, but I feel like if it wasn't Taiku, I would 1,000% believe it was you. Just because, of, like, you've had so many diversion tactics, but... That's hilarious because I also know who Oreo Chan is, and I don't want to give them away either. And if I didn't know who Oreo Chan was, I would think it was you. Honestly, I feel like there are a couple people who come out and accuse me, but I'm honestly surprised I didn't get as many people accusing me of it. So I, I feel like I feel good about that. I'm glad that people are like, you know, Mattis has other things to do with his time than run like 27 accounts and a podcast. So I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. I didn't know that you knew who it was, but. We're not we're not doxing him or her on the podcast. Facts. We'll, we'll leave that to them to the mystery of the users in the free time. Yeah. So we'll ju- we're just gonna go ahead and jump into overrated underrated. I feel like I don't need to explain the segment. Y'all get the gist just by now. So I'm gonna come in hot because I know we're gonna disagree on this first one. Oh, um, great! <laughs> I decided to go with hockey. Overrated or underrated? I mean, you already you asked this question. You already know the answer to it. I'm gonna go under underrated. I think it's like the the least viewed of the of the major four sports in the United States, and I just I th- I think you can't fully grasp how fun hockey is until you go to a live game, and that's unfortunate because you know a lot of places, especially out uh, in the desert here, uh, don't have hockey. So I was we were fortunate enough to get a team, and I honestly didn't watch ho- hockey very much um, before that, and I don't know, it just it just changed my world around when uh, when they came here and. I got to experience it firsthand, completely different. So, yeah, underrated for sure. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, on a previous episode I had, I think uh, Twin Monkeys asked me about the, the Golden Knights. And I was like, well, I don't fucking know. I didn't watch hockey. And I mean, my, my answer there was like, it is very different being in, especially Lubbock, but I mean, just Texas in general. When I go to Dallas, like, no one really cares about the Stars versus out here. Like, absolutely i feel like people care about the golden knights more than the raiders which good because fuck the raiders 100 percent. like it's not even close yeah which i mean i do think that's cool i mean i like that you guys have have like rallied around this team like that i think that's a it's a cool thing from the culture perspective from the like actually sitting down and watching hockey perspective i feel like maybe it's one of those uh like people say for baseball a lot of times where it is more fun to watch like live than actually on on tv i think that's what gets hard is just trying to follow it through the season when i can't physically be there i'm still it uh the thing is because you are right that it's the least followed out of the uh four professionals like major professional sports leagues so it's hard to go overrated on it so this is one where i would go properly rated but i can't this season so I'll I'll still, you know, actually I think I'll go or sorry underrated, um, right. 
So I guess I wasn't going to disagree with you. I, generally, when I've planned these out, I don't think about what I'm going to say before I'm actually on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll say underrated for hockey. And you, you talked about how Vegas kind of like rallied behind the team. And it was just like the perfect like amalgamation of circumstances with obviously them being good in their first season really helped. But also like the whole October 1st shooting at the um, country music festival that was out here. And the, yeah, the city could just kind of rally behind the team. And uh, it's been history since. Yeah, I mean, anything that takes the attention away from the Raiders, I'm good with. So, <laughs> works for me. Alrighty, so I'm going to go with a, with an interesting one, in my opinion. How do you feel about driving? Driving, okay. Um, wow, that's the, not one that I was expecting. I would probably actually say I'm one of those people that likes, like, like highway driving, road trips. Like, I, I don't mind being in a car for a long time and just putting on putting on music, whatever. Like, I don't mind that at all. But I say, like, it's it feels like a very different thing, highway driving like that versus, like, actually, like, across town. Then it's, like, stressful and, like, you have to actually, like, I'm not saying I'm not attentive when I'm, like, going 80 miles an hour on a highway. But, like, you have to, like, care more about, like, turning, shit like that. Like, you're constantly doing stuff. So I don't like that as much. But I think as a whole, I'll just go underrated on driving. I think there are people that, like, when they have long commutes, get really, like, upset about it. And, like, I don't love it because I'd rather be doing other things. But I like driving enough to say that it's underrated. Yeah, I sure hope we don't agree with everything. But, yeah, I'm going to go underrated as well. I think uh, driving is just one of those things that it's uh, it's peaceful. Like, I, I get it. If you're in a big city and it's bumper-to-bumper traffic and stuff, I could see how it's not peaceful. But man, just after work, it just gives me time to, because I have about a 25-minute commute from from work to home without traffic, so it's usually about 35 minutes on the way back. Uh, just, you know, time to gather my thoughts and, and just kind of empty my brain of reading Pibs posts all day. Yeah, I mean, I like, it's about 20 minutes for me on my, my commute these days, so like when I'm coming home is when I can like stop thinking about work for the first time and can just like truly decompress, listen to music. A lot of times that's when I'll call people from like back home or just even here to like like talk and think about things that aren't work or water cooler Wednesday and Pibs post like you're saying. So I, I actually absolutely agree with you on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with uh, I, I use it to call call yeah. family. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, dad, I haven't talked to you in you know months. So uh... yeah, that's how I get the mom check in back in Texas. So I don't get my ass shoot out. <laughs> that's exactly what I use that for. The next thing that I have up, I actually don't know how you feel about this, but how do you feel about just the city of Los Angeles in general? Overrated, underrated? Ooh, L.A. See, I don't think I've spent enough time to get a proper uh, opinion on L.A. Like, I'm, like, when I'm going to L.A., it's very transient. Like, I'll stay there for a day, and it's usually to, like, the... Uh, like one of the suburbs, like Riverside or something like that. I don't, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in LA, but I just think California in general is overrated, and LA is the quintessential California city. So for that reason, I'm gonna include it as overrated. Yeah. So I, I did, I figured that you would probably say that, but completely because I'm stereotyping you as the the common person I met in Nevada that just hates California entirely, but. You're, I not, you're, not wrong. you're not wrong i kind of agree with that and i mean i wasn't trying to disagree with you here as much as piss off like all the you know plethora of people in the thread that are from la but like yeah, manimals and shambles right now yeah I'm, I'm the entire reason i do this podcast is to piss off manimal but like it's just incidental that i have other listeners perfect but um yeah i i don't like 
the first time I hadn't been to LA before I moved out here. Um, but the first time I came to like look at apartments and to look at J Tuck's house, which I eventually moved into, like <laughs> I was just looking at um like we my family did a trip all around the Southwest and I went to LA and I had a lot of friends from Texas tell me like, Oh, LA is not as cool as it sounds and I was like I guess I didn't believe them. I was like, You guys are just fucking Texans who think that everything outside of Texas sucks. And I went to LA, and I really do feel like I was kind of underwhelmed. It, it's it's like I I like the Southern California like like culture. I guess I like West Coast rap. Like it's not that, but it's just like um, fucking Hollywood itself is just an absolute nightmare. It's just dirty and smells like pee, and like it's just <laughs> like some fucking things on the ground. That wasn't really fun. The beaches are cool, but I mean, there's beaches anywhere. I don't necessarily think that LA beaches are better than any others. So that's funny because I was gonna the beach was gonna be one of mine, but I have a a, a couple others, so I'll just kind of uh, pick one of the, another one. But in my opinion, if you see one beach, you've seen them all. I, there's not a whole lot of variance when it comes to beaches, so mm-hmm. beach really isn't a drive for me. Don't get me wrong, LA has a lot of things to do. Um, we got mm-hmm. so many teams, you know, so many activities. It's just like you got to sit in a fucking hour worth of traffic just to get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. It's not worth it, in my opinion. I actually probably would have agreed with you on beaches also, because I just feel like it's it's fun for, like, 30 minutes, and it's like, what do you do for the rest of the day? You just kind of stand there and look at the water. I mean, you can get in and swim, whatever, but, like, you can, there's only, like, so much time you can spend at a beach before I get tired of it. So I, I absolutely agree on beaches. So this one's kind of a funny one. How do you feel about folding laundry? I feel like there's not a lot of people who like folding laundry, so it makes it hard to say overrated. Even still, I probably would. I feel like, like, as among, like, household chores, I actually probably hate laundry the most. And I know that's probably a hot take. I feel like that's not true of a lot of people. But, like, I mean, I can listen to podcasts or watch shows or, like, I I can do other things while I'm doing it. But, like, I actively have to give my attention to it and have my hands there. Like, I, for some reason, it just feels more taxing than a lot of other ones. And, like, it's hard because, like, I feel like once my clothes are clean, it's, like, oh, shit, my, my clothes clean. Like, I don't have to do anything now. Obviously, I don't want to get wrinkled or anything. But, like, my mind, it just kind of marks that task as done. So then when I have to additionally go and, like, put it away, that's what really frustrates me. So I, even amongst, like, even though I feel like no one likes folding laundry, I'd still say it's probably overrated. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Because I feel like when it comes to folding laundry, people, uh, there's a lot of people who, like, it's kind of meme that, people will just fucking leave their laundry on their couch, their clean laundry on their couch and not like ever fold it because they hate it so much. So yeah, I, no, I absolutely like in my one bedroom bachelor pad, like I absolutely do that. So yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. So I, I guess it's kind of like driving for me where it's just kind of like one of those things that you could just sit down. Like it's like serene where you could just fold laundry and, and, chill out do whatever you want like you said kind of listen to podcasts watch a tv show and i i hang up most of my shirts so i don't gotta worry about too much of my shirts and it's just kind of like you know the the socks the pants the shorts the underwear it only takes me about you know 15 20 minutes and you know i could listen to an episode of uh of maddest cast and, and be done with it yeah, I hope that's what everyone's doing while they're listening to, to Matt's cast, is doing their, their fucking laundry. I'm making you guys be responsible adults. Yeah, just double pro- like productive, like productivity. Yeah, I, I've said this in the thread before. I don't know if I've actually said it on the air, but like I, 
really didn't listen to a lot of podcasts before I decided, let me just make one real quick. So, like, I've never, like... Actually, I'm going to make that my third one. Fuck what I had written down. Do you think podcasts are overrated or underrated? Ooh. See, I'm kind of with you. I Before Mattis Cast, I didn't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but I'm still going to go underrated because I think that um, they're kind of one of those things where you can listen to whatever podcast fits you, whatever like interests you. You know, there's paintball podcasts, there's jujitsu podcasts, there's political podcasts, there's, you know, whatever you're interested in, you can find a podcast that talks specifically about that. And so I think it's just, I think it's important to, it's like one of those things, like you don't want to like only feed your brain with shit that like you agree with as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like one of those things like, okay, you need to have like if especially if you're like on the political side of things like of course you want to you know hear about people that you agree with but you also don't want to live in an echo chamber yeah i i think the concept of podcast before you listen like before you ever listen to your first podcast if someone like explains a podcast to you and it's like yeah you can listen to other people talk about whatever i think that's where it was always hard for me to get into podcasts because when you explain it it's like that sounds stupid like <laughs> i want to listen to what other people say so, I mean, that's why it took me so long to get into podcasts. And then I would just have, like, girls I've dated or, like, people I've been friends with, like, send me episodes and be like, listen to this. And then I, I really did start to get the appeal of it once I started kind of listening to other things. I think I don't want to disparage my my own product too much and just insult my listeners. But I probably <laughs> am going to go a little overrated on podcasts just because oh, I feel like as a, <laughs> as a medium, like, it does kind of, like like limit you that it only has the audio element which you know since i've kind of liked about this podcast is like i i can just focus on you know actual content and like like things that are intellectually stimulating instead of just like doing dumb physical shit for laughs so like i do like that about it but like it does just kind of limit you a lot where i kind of like the creative freedom of being able to use other mediums as well so i'm gonna go overrated See, I think, that's kind of, right now. <laughs> I think that's kind of the draw of the podcast, though, is that it is audio only. So you can do it while you're doing something else. So you're not like, like a TV show. You have to be attent- like attentive to the TV show. Otherwise, you're going to miss things. I guess you can miss things while listening and doing something else. But uh, to me, that's kind of like what podcasts are for, is just kind of multitasking. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, so I watch a lot of TV like while I'm – doing like brainless tasks at work and that's probably just an incredibly stupid thing to do so I mean, it would be way smarter to transition to podcast there um i think you've got you've got one more i do kind of ruined the beach one so let's go summertime how you feel about summertime i actually so i mean i've gone into every once in a while the thread is secular right we we always talk about the same shit eventually <laughs> you know, the, when the the season thing comes up i almost always rag on summertime because like I feel like a lot of it's the nostalgia from, like, when you were a kid and you can get summer off. But, like, as an adult, like, I don't get summer off anymore. It's just I go outside and it's hot and terrible. So I don't really see the upside of summer at all, to be completely honest. I'm going, like, way overrated on summer. (laughs) Yeah, you know how I feel about it. And it's not even that we live in Las Vegas and the summers here are just absolutely fucking brutal. Like, you hear about, like, winter like seasonal where people get uh, depressed during winter. That's how like I feel about summer. I just don't want to fucking do anything. Cause like, I just look outside and I start sweating. But even mm-hmm. when I lived in like other places after high school, while I was in the Navy, like summer still like 
it's hot everywhere you go it's hot and i just i don't know i just the older i get the less i enjoy being hot like you said it's kind of like the nostalgia thing where you're as a kid summer was so fun because you didn't have to go to school you enjoyed it but you didn't really think about that you were just baking in the sun while you were outside playing yeah yeah i mean we definitely had some hot summers in lubbock but i mean clearly like it's just a whole nother league out here and i mean it has just been ever since i moved here it just is so frustrating like day after day to be 110 plus degrees and it's like i can't go out and play basketball i can't do any of that so i mean and i know that that's that is kind of specific to uh like the southwest or the the hotter regions of the united states but no i agree like even like growing up back in texas if you take away the getting out of school part which is only in your childhood like it just limits what you're able to do outside i feel like if you're an outdoorsy person you should theoretically like spring and fall better where it's like okay yeah it's not cold but like it's you know you can go out and do stuff so i agree with that 100 percent. and i felt like even like a lot of the the cold places during winter time places in the mid like the midwest and stuff during summertime it's just muggy it's like not even it's sure it's only 85 degrees but it's you know 90 percent humidity and it's in my opinion that's even more miserable to be in than the 100 510 degree 10 percent 5 percent humidity that we have here yeah, absolutely. I, I knew eventually on the podcast we'd get into, oh, it's a dry heat. So we just run out of to here, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's it for that segment. I think the most surprising thing about season two so far is that Madison J. Tuck agreed on almost everything. Yeah. So <laughs> that was wild. But I don't know what J. Tuck has brought today for, for the soapbox. We'll see if I agree with anything that he's about to say. But it's your, your soapbox, J. Tuck. Talk about whatever the hell you want. Okay, first and foremost, I just kind of wanted to go on a tangent here. The state is pronounced Nevada. Okay, I don't care where you're from. If you come to if you come to Vegas, or if you if you are, especially if you're like a politician and you come to to Vegas to you know campaign, pronounce the state name right. It's Nevada. It's not Nevada. I don't like. It's wrong. So just just stop saying it. It's it's wrong. I will say like like since I I, I before I moved here when I lived in Texas, I never thought. Like, there was no part of me in the back of my mind that was like, eventually you're going to live in Nevada one day. Like, I never, never thought about that. Uh-huh. And I mean, I definitely would say Nevada. And then I came out here and realized that I would probably be murdered if I kept that up. <laughs> <laughs> that got beaten out of me pretty quick. And I just kind of wanted to, to talk about uh, our situation, like uh, how you living at my house came to be, because that's the thing. It really happened, folks. It wasn't just a meme. Mattis actually lived in my house. When I announced it to the thread, I didn't even realize like people would think of that as a joke. So it was really funny to me that just no one believed it. Like I, in my mind, it was like, okay, I'm telling him I'm living with JTUG now, and like literally no one was like, yeah, why would he do that? So like that was that was a really fun time. That was a fun time for like at least like I had funny content to post about it. Like I had no idea that how people were gonna receive that, but I didn't think it was gonna go down like that. It was it was fun because. No one really knew if we were t- like telling the truth or not. Everyone was like, uh-huh. "No, dude, they're just joking." No, that no, no, they're serious. Oh no, I think they're just joking. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we're telling you right now. You can choose to believe us whether or not. But like that, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like I, I lived in J Tug's house. Like I said, I, I fucking wiped my ass in J Tug's bathroom. Like, like that's that's what happened. Yep, I will put it on Riley and Skya. That's how you know I'm serious. <laughs> my my little pups that Mattis lived at my old house. 
It was, yeah, it was just uh, Mattis hit me up. No, I think you were just like mentioning that you were uh, getting possibly getting a job in Vegas. And I was just kind of like joking, like, hey, I got extra room if you want. And then you're like, seriously, like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like DM me, dog, DM me the deets. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. serious about it. And I was like, OK, you know, uh, I knew from I think I knew from the get go. And I and I had told you from the get go that it was like uh, it was going to be a temporary thing. Like, hey, you know couple months get your feet on the ground and i can tell you can find somewhere like for yourself yeah so i i went that was essentially what happened is i i knew i was going to get a job i was down to some places in phoenix and my current company in las vegas and i it came down to like like i knew eventually i was going to live in las vegas so i just mentioned that and then jay tuck was like hey i've got a room in my house and i was like uh so are you joking and he's like no <laughs> i went out here and i looked at apartments my company moved we used to be um like right off of the strip we now are out off the strip i won't dox myself too much but like um i was trying i was like oh shit so i need to live like near there so i started looking at apartments like near the strip and you know, that was a younger, not living in Nevada, Mattis, that didn't see any problem with that. <laughs> I immediately was like, no way in hell yeah. am I staying close to the Strip. So I had the offer from JTUX, so I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. And it was exactly, like like JTUX said, like, it was a always going to be temporary just so I could, like, look out here and find out where I wanted to go in the long run. Which was a good thing, because I didn't end up picking an absolutely shit neighborhood of Las Vegas, so... Yeah, next absolutely. Is, next to the strip is just rough. Like no matter like what side of next to the strip you are, mm -hmm. it's generally not great. I feel like if if any of you have known people that have lived in Vegas or have like like talked to Nevada locals and everything, you probably know this. But like we generally, I, I don't even want to say we. I still don't know if I'm a local yet or not. But like if you live in Las Vegas, we typically kind of hate going to the strip. So that yeah. was I was I was very happy when my office moved off. To be completely honest. If you say Nevada, if you don't go to the strip unless it's for work, and if you say the three freeways in Las Vegas are the 15, the 215, and the 95, then you're a local. That's how that's how you know that you're a local. I feel like I've made it. I think it took some time, but I feel like now I've I've I'm more set in my Nevada ways than my Texas ways at this point. Nice. I'm proud of you, Mattis. <laughs> thank you thank you the other thing is so i mean i don't really a lot of you obviously listen to podcasts and know my voice i don't really feel like i have the thick stereotypical texas accent but i do say y'all and it's really funny because like some people in nevada will pick up on that and be like oh you say y'all a lot like we don't say that out here but then you have the people out in like like deep henderson hendertucky like like you call it hendertucky that's yeah that's yeah. When I first moved there, obviously, because I lived with, with JTuck, we lived in Henderson. Like, that's where a lot of my friends I, I met. So even though I live kind of more central Vegas now, central to south Vegas, like, I, most of my friends are still out there. So I feel like I'm still connected more to the Henderson culture than Las Vegas. So I'm still learning. I'm still a small country Madison, the big city. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you really have a strong Texas accent. If I If we were just talking... In Discord, before I knew who you were, I wouldn't think you were from Texas for sure. I need to lean into it more. Like I need to get the stereotypical like 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 boots and belt buckle and <laughs> cowboy hat and everything. But I, I think it's like there's like like twinges. I feel like if you really listen, like I have certain things that I emphasize that sounds like it. But when you watch like fucking SpongeBob and you see Sandy the Squirrel, <laughs> like it's a caricature oh, yeah. of a Texas accent, you know? Like it's it's not like 
there are a few people out there that really talk like that, but it's not most people. And um, the 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 controversial thing is like I, I hate to say it, but like I'm also educated, you know. So I mean that also <laughs> that changes it a lot. So yeah, it just depends. Yeah, I say everyone kind of has a uh, in their head how they think everyone from a certain region sounds like. Like I think John probably just says a boot and a all the time but you know in real life he probably doesn't but when i read his posts that's what i imagine he sounds like i actually would love to have john on the podcast solely so i could listen to his his accent but i did have i did have shroom on last season and like okay shroom has a verified british accent uh-huh so and yeah. i feel like even like in the southwest like i don't think i you would know better than i would but it doesn't really feel like there's a true nevada accent but there are people from like california utah that like i can tell like they they have that kind of accent to it, and I feel like it's kind of just mixes in here. But yeah, I don't like I don't think there's a like a Nevada accent or any like it's like you can't really tell anyone's from Las Vegas. It's just one of those cities that is so transient. You got people from every which way coming here and mixing in dialects. And you said people don't say y'all, but I've heard tons yeah. of people who aren't from the south in vegas say y'all just because they pick it up from people who moved here who are from texas you know what i'm saying so we don't have yeah. a true we don't have a true identity here in vegas when it comes to accents or dialects or anything i i have met the people that say y'all i think a lot of people just pick up on it or just think it's funny or <laughs> so like it, it happens but yeah i've i've actually like i've actually loved living in las vegas for the time that i've been here and it, it really kind of infuriates me that I have friends from back home that have moved into either they stayed in Texas or moved in other places that have just been to the strip and decided that they just hate Las Vegas. Like, I feel like so many people think that's what Las Vegas is and they don't really give it enough of a chance to find out the local culture and everything and going to like other all the off strip places. Um, I have a list of shit to do in Las Vegas for just when I have people in town and like almost none of it is on the strip. Like I would love it if I could get people to come here and go to other places. So I don't more. Yeah. It's your soapbox. I don't want to hijack it, but like, that's what I, I want to say is that like, please give Las Vegas more of a chance as an actual place. If you just went to the strip and decided you hated it. Yeah. I will, I will fight people on Reddit who talk shit about Vegas. Who've never any, been anywhere other than the strip. It's like going to New Orleans and judging it specifically on Bourbon Street. Like you, you've never been anywhere else in the city. You don't have like a, you don't have an accurate like representation of the whole city. You just, you just know what the strip is. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's just so frustrating to me that like I don't know, like, like, like you said, like it's like Bourbon Street. Like I'm sure there's a lot of other cool stuff to do in in New Orleans, and there's other cool stuff to do out here that people just don't know about. And it is frustrating as a local. Like if I want to find out, like, like if I look up places to eat in Las Vegas, it's all these like super fancy strip restaurants that I don't want to fucking go to. Like, <laughs> it's it's hard because like I feel like it's a separate and distinct community once you get off of there. A thousand percent. Yeah, and people don't realize that we have snow on one of the mountains outside of Vegas for seven months out of the year. Like. It's just it's just not this it's not the city that you think it is just because you see you know pictures of the strip and you've been to the strip a couple times. Yep. I I didn't realize that for a long time. I still haven't been to Mount Charleston. That's one of them that's up there for me. But I mean now uh, right now is a perfect time to go. It's, it's it's pretty snowy up there right now. So yeah, it's I I don't know if um you got anywhere you were living. I honestly was working from home that day, so I don't know. But a couple days ago, it sort of snowed in some parts of Vegas, from what I heard. 
Ooh, yeah, I'm also kind of in the South Central area, so I don't. I, we might be on like neighbors again. I don't know. Yeah, Jay Tuck is my my downstairs neighbor who forced me out of my apartment. <laughs> it's yeah, I also want to clear that I I did not kick Mattis out of my house. That was not a thing. He he was not living in a box underneath Boulder Highway temporarily, even though you know it makes for funny memes. Dude, like I'm kind of glad we. Even though I, I announced I was living in your house, I don't think we ever told the thread that. I think it was really nice to, when you were selling your house, like, it was just funny to be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Like, I, I knew the entire time. J-Tuck wasn't just being an asshole. To be oh, don't to get me, me wrong. Like, it made great content. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I knew what I was doing. Like, I had plenty of time to get an apartment, and we were all good. I yeah, think... and, like, uh, no, no, no real funny business went on. Like, I didn't wake up in the middle of the night with Mattis standing over my bed or anything any nights. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty cordial. Yeah, it went it went pretty well. I mean it was just like a general roommate relationship. It wasn't like like I it was know, it was honestly like pretty uneventful. Like I think I think the thread would be disappointed at how uneventful it was. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I have my Mattis personality online and you have your J personality online, but like we're just people, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, straight up. When did you come home from work and had a long day and sit down and you know did whatever you did and then I would stay in my room and shit post on Reddit like that's just that's just what our lives are. It's not much more yeah. exciting than that. I'd be like, hey bro, you want you want some pasta? I'm cooking tonight. No nah, man, I'm good. All right, see you tomorrow. Essentially, that I was would. the one funny thing is Jay Tuck tried on like three separate occasions to cook for me, and there were some times that I was like no, and there was there was once I said yes and I fell asleep <laughs> the next morning. I didn't even say anything about it. So that was the really the one thing is I just kept denying Jay Tuck the opportunity to give me pasta. But, I was just I was just trying to cook for my roommate, man. That's all it was. He was just trying to be a nice guy, and I was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I gotta sleep. <laughs> I think let's go ahead and move on to the draft segment, which is also Las Vegas themed, apparently. So um, I know I just said that we went on this whole soapbox about how we fucking hate the strip. But I also understand that we got an audience to please. So uh, for the draft today, we got Las Vegas Strip Casinos. Usually I would draft for End Rape on Campus, but I decided, hey, this is the Vegas episode. So I'm going to be drafting for the Rape Crisis Center out here in Nevada, which is the same thing except for Nevada only, apparently. <laughs> so that's my strategy for today. Jay Tuck, do you have a charity that you're uh, drafting for? Cool. Yeah, I also kept it local. Uh, I was going to do Spread the Word Nevada, which is dedicated to um, advancing literacy in low-income households. Good stuff. I'm glad that one way or the other Nevada is going to get the coveted $10 that's going to make a huge difference in our charities. Hey, everything helps. So, um, yeah, as as usual, I'm going to give my guests the first pick for strip casinos, and I really kind of feel like I know what you're going to go with, but I'll let you say it. So I'm glad you you made a distinction of strip casinos because as a local, I would have just like started drafting mm. Green Valley Ranch and and Sunset Station, and then no one would have had any clue <laughs> what I was talking about. So this keeps me uh, more relevant to people who aren't from Vegas. So I'm gonna go first pick overall. I'm gonna go Bellagio, and I don't know if that's what you thought I would go, but I I feel like Bellagio is just one of those iconic. Uh, strip casinos like they have the fountains they have the Cir- uh, Cirque du Soleil shows it's just one of those casinos that when you think of the strip you know the Bellagio comes into your mind yeah it actually it wasn't the one that I thought you were going to pick but it is I think a very good pick at first overall um, because it is like you know one of the ones you think of like the Las Vegas casino that's what you see in a lot of like 
movies with Las Vegas, The Hangover. I mean, well, I guess The Hangover is Palace, but I mean, they just have that shit everywhere. And that is kind of one of the few things that even as a local, I've gone back and done is gone to the fountain just with like family in town when they're coming to see it or just like when I'm bored, like, oh shit, let's, let's do that. And like, that is really cool. That's one of my favorite things. And it's free and fucking nothing on the strip is free. So, um, not, not yeah. story, but, you know, to look at the fountain and everything. So I think that's a solid first pick. And they had like the um, NHA All-Star event on where the fountains are, that little pond. They had part of the draft on oh. that pond. It's just one of those things like you come yeah. to Vegas, like go see the Bellagio. Did you end up going to the draft last year, by the way? I did. Yeah, I did. I, I ended up not. I, I had, obviously I work at Sportsbook. Like a lot of my friends were like, oh, let's go to the draft. And like as a kid, I was always like, oh shit, that'd be so cool to go to the draft. But like, in reality, when I live here and it's like I've got to like park on the strip <laughs> to watch people announce names. Like I ended up just watching it from my my room, like always. But yeah, what was that? What was that like? Was it a cool experience? Or yeah, it was awesome. Like I only, I mean, I only stayed for, I only did went the first day and I only stayed for the first round, just because you know it's, it's end of April. It start you know it's starting to get a little bit hot, and I was it's you're standing in a crowd of you know ten thousand people. It feels like, and so yeah. it just started to get hot, and I was like, all right. I'm over it, but um, it's just one of those things that like probably won't happen again for a while. So just go experience it while it's out here. But it was cool. Yeah, for sure. I heard that about it. It's just really crowded, but it does sound like I, there were parts of me that's like I wish I could say that I I went to a draft. But cool, cool. For my first round pick, um, my personal probably favorite Las Vegas Strip Casino is the Venetian. I just feel like it's one that's more. Uh, just pretty in general i like the the fucking canal that runs through it because i'm just a slut for water i guess so yeah i go with venetian i like the venetian i think it's uh walking through it's cool they have like the um fake sky but yeah so for my second pick i'm gonna go another iconic casino uh i think like when you think of vegas in the strip you can't really get away from that giant beam that pierces the sky so second pick i'm going luxor um i just think it's one like it's a pyramid. Um, it's just cool. Like a big black pyramid out in the desert that shoots a, a beam of light into like that you can see from space. And uh, it's just another one of those casinos that when you think of Vegas, you think of the Luxor. I think sometimes I, I like forget that I live in. Well, OK, I know I live in Las Vegas, obviously, but like like with the strip right there and all the shit you see in the movies. But like I'll go outside sometimes and like if I go outside at night I can see the fucking huge ass beam in the sky from from where I live at least. It's so like that definitely yeah, like that definitely reminds me like, oh shit, this is Vegas I'm living in. So yeah, I like the vibe of the Luxor. That's a good pick at two. I'm gonna go with probably New York, New York at three. I think there's not really a tr- like I, I always tell people it's um one of the better as far as strip casinos go one of the better like family friendly environments to be completely honest I don't think there's a lot of just family friendly things on the strip in general but like um I don't know it's cool like I, I always I feel like I end up going to the South Strip more often so I see it and I, that's one of the first things I see when I come to Vegas and park there at Tropicana is I look over and see the giant New York skyline it's got a fucking roller coaster on top which is badass. And um, to be completely honest, I am a fat ass and I love the Hershey store and the shit that they sell there. <laughs> they're, they're fucking, uh, they sell these like cookie sandwich things that I just, like it's one of those things that you feel your, your cheeks like losing feeling because it's that much sugar and like just mm-hmm. absolutely grossly unhealthy for you. But it's so goddamn good. So. You feel terrible after you eat it. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah. while you're eating it, you're just in heaven. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going with that too. 
that's a good pick. I like the New York, New York, and it's uh, it's literally like attached to T-Mobile, so it's one of the places a lot of people try to park when they're going to hockey games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I still haven't been to T-Mobile Arena yet. That's I have that coming up. Um, there's gonna it's hosting um a couple March Madness games this year that I'm going to. But somehow I've hit like all the like crappy like fucking the thing in Mandalay Bay like all all the like the, there's one in MGM Grand all the like crappy arenas that I have I just haven't been to T-Mobile yet. But have you been to Allegiant? I have been to Allegiant. I'm going to Allegiant here in a couple of days. When when you guys listen to this episode, it's going to happen a long time ago. But I'm going to the the Pro Bowl, which I know nice. is just an absolutely terrible idea because I went last year and it was just absolutely garbage. But it's cheap tickets and my coworkers are going, so fuck it. Yeah, the Pro Bowl is pretty memey nowadays, but man, when it's in your, the town that you live in and tickets are cheap, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I posted this morning about it. Obviously, you guys are going to be listening to this episode long after it's happened, but um, uh, Race Rembert is doing the, the halftime show, which I really like, and I got some shit for that because I guess people don't like Race Rembert as much as I do, and those people are fucking wrong, but that's a <laughs> tangent. All right, so for my third pick, I think I'm picking the casino that you thought I would pick first and so this is a value pick for me i'm going cosmopolitan and the cosmo man it's just one of those casinos that you don't really understand how nice it is until you go in it and uh, spend some time in there they have the chandelier bar it just has that sexy classy vibe to it and i just dig it uh has egg slut in it which is literally my favorite uh breakfast spot of all time i wish i didn't have to go to the strip to uh get a uh, egg slut sandwich, but they're so bomb. And then you have secret pizza, um, and just a lot of good restaurants inside there. Yeah, I did. I did think you were going Cosmo at number one because I mean specifically because of egg slut, because how much I know you love egg slut. And like, I do think like like it is kind of up there with one of my one of the better food casinos or food hotels. Um, it's hard to keep track of all of them. Like I haven't gone and ate at all of it, but like you're always. I feel like I've always had a good experience eating at the Cosmo. And an underrated thing about it that you don't really think about, um, if you guys are ever traveling to the the strip, the fact that the Cosmo is centrally located is big because like you can go to other casinos easily in both directions versus like if I when I pick the New York, New York and Venetian, which are like opposite sides of the strip, like you're kind of stuck on that side of the strip, which is mm-hmm. annoying. So yeah, good pick at three. I figured you'd pick it at some point, but I was like, I figured, okay, I figured, I I'd, milk some, <laughs> yeah. I figured I'd milk some value out of it first. Yeah, no, good, good strategy. Um, I'm gonna go with. I have a couple left on my list. I think I'm gonna go with the win at three. It's one that the interior of it is really cool. I, I kind of the first time I went to Las Vegas before I ever really knew that I would live here. Like I, I was just on a Vegas trip. I went to the steakhouse in the win. That was just absolutely. The food was good, but it was more just like the environment and like it's very pretty on the inside with all the flowers, greenery, and everything like that. So it's just a pretty casino in general. So I'll go win at number three. I like I like win. I just feel like it's like not one of those casinos that uh, a lot of people realize how nice it really is. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it is on yeah. the far end of the strip. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people don't make it out there. Mm-hmm. So for number four, then I will go and I will take Caesar's Palace. Iconic, mm-hmm. man. I, I, you know, like you said, Hangover. The, the name Caesar's is just, you know... Again, iconic with Vegas. And, yeah. Uh, the whole Roman aesthetic that it has, Greek and Roman. Yeah, there's not much more to be said about it. I just think it's one of those ones that being from Vegas, you just grew up uh, hearing about Caesar's Palace. And uh, 
lots of stuff to do in, inside Caesars. Yeah, I do like um, just as someone that is very into EDM. I've gone to concerts in um, Omnia there, their 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 club in there, and that's that's really cool. It's a really cool venue, and like that's one that like as like Jay Chuck saying like as a local, um, I find myself going to more because they have events there. They have like I don't know, people want to see that. Um, it is really cool. I've generally said it's one of the not necessarily that's bad. I feel like it's one of the more overrated casinos because it's. It's just really big, which is impressive, but like it's like its biggest thing is just that it's big. So it's frustrating like walking around it sometimes, but I still probably I, that probably would have been my next pick if you didn't pick it. So good value at four. <laughs> but you want to make sure it was over you, you said it was overrated first. Right? <laughs> I want to make sure everyone understands the nuances of every single decision <laughs> that I make. <laughs> but yeah, like you have the forum shops in there, it has its own uh-huh. arena, like there's a lot of there's a lot going on. It's, it, it is big, but it's not empty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely one of the more iconic ones, especially with the fucking The Hangover, because I feel like that's what people know Las Vegas for. For sure. With my fourth, there's a couple different directions I can go. I think I'm going to go with um, The Link, which is one that I feel like I didn't really, like before I, I moved here, know as as much about. But if you do, that little, uh, they call it The Link Promenade, that they, it has like um, a bunch of shops and whatever. It's this outdoor, like, like, place i don't really know how else to describe it and it's got the the ferris wheel at the end it's just kind of a nice atmosphere to be in so um yeah i think it's one that's more on the underrated side so i'll take the link at four it's a solid pick i like the link um it's one of those uh casinos that not a whole lot of people like know about the link but people see the uh the ferris wheel don't realize like yeah. that's part of it and that whole like he said the promenade is just lots of stuff to do there one of my favorite concert venues is there called brooklyn bowl oh yeah a big old bowling alley that also has a uh, music you know venue there so yeah I've been a solid. Bowl. and yeah i mean the jtuck said it, it's the ferris wheel one that's what i should have just led with come to vegas you see the yeah. gigantic <laughs> fucking ferris wheel in the middle of las vegas that's, that's <laughs> it's the ferris wheel hotel all right, so I think I'm on my final pick here. So let's go Planet Hollywood, man. Planet Hollywood is another one of the casinos that there's just so much in it to do. Um, lots of restaurants, the Miracle Mile shops, lots of shops. And it's not like your typical Vegas, uh, like the Forum shops, which are real bougie, like Louis Vuitton and stuff like that. It's like the the Miracle Mile shops are a little bit more accessible. They have like the Chew Palace and, you know, like normal people shops that you can go and shop at. And uh, again, a lot, a lot of good restaurants at probably Hollywood. Nacho Daddy's on the outside of it, one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. places. If I'm going to the strip to eat, Nacho Daddy's bomb. It definitely, yeah, has a lot of different different food options. Which um, back when I worked kind of near the strip, it was like if I if I were to go to strip restaurants, I feel like it would be in Planet Hollywood. So definitely, yeah, it's got the versatility to it. There's just so much to do and experience there. So at, at five, that's a good pick. For my fifth pick, I think I'm going to go with Mandalay Bay. I think. The biggest drawback to Mandalay Bay is it's kind of off the strip. You have to like uh, like go to Excalibur and take a, a tram if you're staying on the strip if you want to get to it. But if that's not a problem for you, if you have transportation or if you're local or whatever, Las Vegas Aces play out there. Um, I I know I get shot on every time I bring this up, but like we did win a national championship, first professional team in Las Vegas to to win a national championship. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very, it's just a very cool environment. I like the Mandalay Bay Event Center down. It's kind of crappy, but I mean, it's it's not bad. And um, like, there's just a lot to do in Mandalay Bay. So at my fifth pick, I'm good with taking that. 
I think that's an excellent pick. Like you said, um, it's on the south end of the strip, and it's kind of nice for locals who want to kind of go to the strip, but don't want to go like get in the middle of the strip. Don't want to have to worry about parking on the strip. Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay's at the end. You kind of just like you know dip your toes in a little bit and then head mm-hmm. home. That's kind of how the you know Luxor is too. They're kind of right next to each other. Yeah, I didn't even mention the the pool area, but that that part's really cool too. Yeah, yeah. But, the only if you want to go to the beach and you're in Vegas, go to Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay. They have a they have a fake beach mm-hmm. there, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some of one of the only things like I'll I'll tell y'all. Well, okay, obviously we talked earlier like like stay off the strip if possible. I I would have picked a lot of off the strip casinos over a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of the strip casinos, their pool areas are just super crowded, and I just don't even enjoy being in them. So that's that's my pro tip. Go to these. Go to the pool areas and off the strip casinos. It's not as crowded, and they're still really nice. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely not uh, one to to enjoy being in large crowds, so I'm with you 100 percent there. Right, which is just sucks for the strip in general. But. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'll just read off the draft board for our listeners. J Tuck went with the Bellagio, the Luxor, Cosmopolitan, Caesar's Palace, and Planet Hollywood. I went with the Venetian, New York, New York, Wynn, Link, and Mandalay Bay. J Tuck is drafting for Spread the Word Nevada, not Nevada, Nevada, and I am drafting for the Raid Crisis Center here in Las Vegas. So that is it for this episode. Thanks for joining me, J Tuck. Is there anything that you want to leave the thread with before we wrap up? Um, I think we should ban Cthulhu, honestly, because he's just a man that doesn't live up to his word. I yeah, absolutely. And that's... As, until the pimp's tattoo, until we have photo evidence of that, I think Cthulhu is on a very tight probation with the mod team. 100%. And so we see ink on cheek. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be on probation for sure. Yep. And no no podcast for Cthulhu. He's not getting on until he does it. Perfect. So thank you guys all for listening. And thanks for listening for season two. That's a wrap on the season. Uh, I will have season three coming here shortly. Hopefully not as big of a gap between season one and season two. We'll be coming coming here soon. So thank you all for, I mean, tuning in all every single week and enjoying the podcast as much as you did and letting me have a place to throw out my thoughts that they're actually appreciated. I could not, did not ever expect that this podcast was going to be as well received as it is. So yeah, thank man, you guys thanks all for tuning in. Thanks for having me and thanks for having me on the, uh, on the finale. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I had to, had to give them a reason to keep coming back. They had to see the, the Madison J Tuck episode. It's got to give them the content they yeah. want, man. Yeah, exactly. All right, thank you guys so much, and I will see you in Season 3. I guess you're gonna miss the panty ray. Push me. And then just touch me. Till I can get my satisfaction. 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 Satisfaction.